Welcome to the Inside the Junior Rain podcast. I'm your host, Ben Frank, and each and every week we give you an inside look on what goes on behind the scenes of a USA Hockey model association, the Junior Rain. We believe in learning, we believe in age-appropriate, long-term athletic development, and we believe we have the responsibility to harness the power of youth sports to create better athletes, better people, closer families, and a better world. Thank you for joining us, and together we can make youth hockey a life-changing experience. Okay, take two. We're back and live. Let's make sure that uh, it's posting correctly and that we're not upside down. There we go. I think we're... Oh, no, this isn't it. That's old. I don't have... Here we go. Okay. <laughs> we're not sideways. Great. So, welcome everyone to episode number 11. It's already been 11 episodes of Inside the Junior Reign, where we give you an inside look on what goes into uh, making youth hockey a life-changing experience. As always, I am your club president, Ben Frank, and with me I have our Chief of Hockey Operations, Paul Esdell. How are you doing today, Paul? Yeah, thanks, Ben. Good. Good. Uh, and today's episode, we're going to be talking about designing and creating a bigger youth hockey, a bigger youth sports experience in general, and how, how that can be done uh, in a club. Uh, before we get into some of those details, as always, uh, please let us know you're watching. Give us a like on Facebook. Uh, we really appreciate when you put in the comments, even if it's just a hello or a thumbs up, that you're you're with us watching us. I will be monitoring the comments. Uh, we haven't always done the best job with that in the past as well. Monitoring the comments that come in through the live feed, see if we can answer questions that come in throughout the show. Uh, and regardless of if you're watching us live or on the replay, we like those comments because if we're not able to answer questions or comments today, we can do it on the future shows. And also, we appreciate saying, saying hi and letting us know you're watching, where you're from, that kind of thing as well. If you like what you hear, we appreciate you sharing the post uh, on your feed so that others can find our weekly show every Monday at 2 p.m. Uh, here at Icetown. So without further ado, uh, let's dive into it. Um, what we were talking about uh, for today's show is we've talked a lot about in the past our curriculum that we have uh, for uh, delivering the programs in a consistent way for all the kids and, and giving them what's most important now, right? When we define when, what's important now, what's most important now for that age group, for their long-term potential, not just for that immediate action. So we've talked a lot about what goes into designing the practices and the off-ice training and the schedule. What we haven't talked about very much in the show was something that we're still working on developing and really uh, wanting to take to a whole new level, level in the future is, uh, Paul, what you call the experience, the experience part of the curriculum. And this actually comes into some things that we spend some time with the kids talking to on the, in, during the off-ice component outside of the physical hockey skills. And this is something we're still developing. We need, to, we need to implement it even more so throughout all the age groups, and we have some things to add to it. But that was an important thing to talk about today to, to, to show kind of where we're going and what we're trying to accomplish. And a lot of times parents aren't in these sessions. Um, we, we do have it in the curriculum, you can look at it, but the coaches are working with kids directly on this. And maybe share a little bit about with all the parents inside or outside our club, what we're talking to about the kids and why during those sessions. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that in youth sports, it's just underutilized or underdeveloped. And I think most organizations don't do any of this. And I think when we were looking at the curriculum and you know working on building our organization and the programming is obviously the on-ice uh, content is important. Uh, the off-ice, the physical capacities of what they're doing is, is critical. And most good organizations will have those two components, whether they're dialed into full potential or what we want, you know, age-appropriate or windows of trainability, that's, that's to be determined. Uh, but then there's that kind of third one that no one really does, and, I, and, you know, we call it the experience. 
it's really that character development. It's that people development. It's that, you know, remember we're dealing with youth kids here and they're going, they're growing up right before our eyes. And besides their parents, uh, they're spending the most time with their team and with their coaches, I would say, you know, in school, you know, there's parents for school and there's coaches, right? And there is their sport activities. So what can we do to really give them the, the tools necessary to be able to grow as a person? And we talk about the platform or the youth hockey, youth sports, and how many ups and downs, adversities and life lessons. And, you know, we created this experience that we're, like Ben said, we're still developing. But we really wanted to make sure that was part of it and really important for kids to get the most out of their development. I want to talk about a little bit of that, Paul, too, because I think sometimes people may be uh, cautious of going into this realm of, you know, we're, we're a hockey program. Your hockey coaches, our experience and things is in hockey. And, um, you know, some people might say, well, hey, stick to hockey. Just teach the kids, <laughs> just teach the kids hockey, right? Yeah. Um, don't try to parent, parent the kids. And we're not, of course, trying to parent the kids. This is how we look at it, right? We, we talk about all the time, the way we introduce this show, our mission to make youth sports, youth hockey, a life-changing experience. Um, regardless of whether we, we like it or not, uh, we have the major opportunity to impact these kids. As you mentioned, they have their family, their home life, they have their school, they have their sport. Um, fact is that kids who, who play sports for the right reasons love it. They're passionate about it, and they're very receptive to that environment. So whether we like it or not, we're going to have a major impact on these kids. So we've decided to take that responsibility and try to make it a, a positive impact on kids and not just shy away from it, to make the most of that responsibility to, to, to create that positive experience, knowing that not all the kids are going to be, make the NHL and that we have an opportunity to have an impact on them regardless. Yeah, and I think it's having that perspective, right? Is uh, what are they diving into sports for? What, are they, what is the purpose? And understanding if you're going to say you're a role model, yeah. then actually be a role model, right? And I think that's it's easy to say that or put that on your website. But what are you doing? What are the tools you're using? And these are things that we know are really important. And these are things that we'll continue to uh, develop and, and utilize and, and test and see where what fits right and what age groups where it works. And that's why we created that experience part. We knew that that was important for you know not just physical off-ice activity they needed that character development they needed that experience to reach their full potential and it relate it relates to hockey because it relates to what we do because these 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 core things that we want to talk with the kids about work with the kids on we talk a lot in all past shows about how sports one of the reasons why sports is so powerful and so great is it's a microcosm of of life right is that they're going to go through these things these these success failure adversity challenge all these tough things and they're going to practice dealing with those things so for example if we work with them on becoming a bit a good teammate about responding from mistakes about working hard through adversity those that's going to make them a better hockey player regardless yeah and it translates right i think that's the, some of the great experiences and stories i've heard from parents over the years is that they're blown away by the development of their kid and the confidence and then it's not just on the ice or in the dress room it goes to now home life it goes to classroom now their grades are up and you know it's it's a uh, you you can be and excel in all areas of your life if you put time in and you work on like personal it's personal development right we're trying to develop these kids into high performing people right. and uh not just hockey players and i think that's why it's really critical and you know for for, for performance this, you know the type of person how to develop their character that affects performance we know yeah. that that's what the science says and it's proven i know that from experience uh when things are going good when things are going bad how my confidence how low 
uh, all these different factors, right? So that's why it is a critical piece and it's underdeveloped and that's why we're, you know, we've taken the initiative the last couple of years and we're still developing and still want to take it to the next level. And successful habits and that successful attitudes are successful habits and successful <laughs> attitudes, right? Yeah. Whether it's on the ice or in the classroom or in the workplace or, or, where, or in the church or wherever that may be that you're trying to apply yourself in your life, working hard, working through adversity, being a team player, all these things are going to apply to everywhere. And that's why, you know, we embrace that, uh, that responsibility and, and wanting to work it into our curriculum. So Paul, if you could, so in our, in our curriculum that everyone, you know, has access to, of course, if, you, if, you, if you'd like something specific, you know, feel free to email Paul directly or myself. Um, but there's a part in there that's called the experience. Yeah. And there's some lesson plans. There's, there's six phase lesson plans. So I'm going to have Paul talk a little bit about some of those specifics, how it's laid out, and then dive into sure. one or two of those and kind of explain, show what we, what we do with the kids in those sure. lesson plans. Yeah, so like Ben said, six categories. Uh, the first one's team building. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, the next one is the mindset, which is really a critical one. Uh, there's ignition to learning. There's the PCA culture. There's the ADM training. And then there's skills and tactics. So each one has lessons plans that are, are very specialized in each category and they really dive into some neat things that we would never cover in a normal hockey team or programming or even some things that are not done even at the higher levels that we're exposing kids to different uh, worksheets, different articles, different videos, different exercises to all you know develop the kid. So time to sit, sit down with the team away from the training and things like that and spend some time going through some of these resources. Yeah, so for example, the team building one is a great one. There's all these different uh, different types of games uh, that have different names. There's And a lot of this stuff is from USA Hockey, a lot of stuff we've developed. Um, there's the name game, there's flip the mat game, there's uh, the crate game. There's all, basically they're all exercises built to get to know each other, to work on communication, work on leadership, work on, you know, even public speaking, right? You're in a group of 10, 12 kids, um, be able to have to say your name, your favorite player, uh, something that, or, or a different type of game like that. These are leadership skills that even at the, you know, 9, 10, 11, they, they, these are important things to do. Because I remember when I was at that age, I, I didn't say a word to anyone. Yeah. And uh, these are skills they have to go through to develop as a, as a athlete. And I think they are very helpful. Um, so those are just some of the ideas they have. And, and they're really, they're, they're age appropriate and they're a lot of fun too. And, yeah. and it shows that kids really develop confidence and leadership skills and when they're exposed to these different trainings. So if we, didn't, if we don't provide these environments, then they'll never have that opportunity to do that. And talk, talk about a little bit, Paul, about, so this is, this is the first lesson plan in the experience as far yeah. as the team building. Talk a little bit about, a bit, a bit about our approach to, because it's called team building, yeah. but we actually don't just do it yeah. with the individual, individual team. And I, I think that's, the, and that's a great uh, part of our program and really something different about our program that when we first uh, implemented the curriculum the, in American Development Model was that we, we had to understand that it's not just one team here, one team here, one team here, and that makes up our club. And we had to understand that there's eight and under, there's 10 and under, there's 12 and under, and all, whatever, how many teams are under that, you know, age group are all doing this, are working on the same programming and are all, all developed the same way that's based off of the sports science. So when we're talking about team building, it's, you know, it could be three teams, four teams, whatever that is. It's not specific just for Coach Paul's team and they do this special thing mm -hmm. and uh, Coach John's team does this special thing. It's all based off of the science of what kids need in that age group. And the great thing about it, the, the advantages of this training this way, 
practicing on the ice this way as well and off the ice and doing it in the classroom with the, with the experiences that it really creates a great culture. It creates great friendships. It really uh, exposes the kids to the whole organization. And you, you'll see that kids on the, say the top squirt B team or BB team or friends with the other squirt team, they're, they become all friends and they become understanding of it's, it's bigger than themselves and their team. And they're really, you know, playing for the organization and what it stands for. And that's the neat thing that we've seen with the developing the, the team building the culture that way. So you're developing relationships and you're developing a culture, a bigger culture as well. And, and as we've seen many times, we talked about this when we made that transition of our organization to become the, to follow the American development model and do some of these things with shared practices and things we, we blew it all up. Like kids, kids share locker rooms yeah. with the other, the other teams. They make friendships, like you said. And the science, you know, the science is the science. The 10-year-old age group is the 10-year-old age group, the BB or the B team. And we know that if we do the right things, there's going to be kids on that B team that make the higher level team later on and there might be kids who don't progress quite as fast on the upper team that may go down for a year or, and then go back up and we have this consistency throughout, throughout the program these relationships develop a, really a culture of support and togetherness and working together you're, you're, if you're a junior rain you're a junior rain and you're all supporting each other and you're towards your long-term growth and be the best that you can be and that's and that's it that that's that's a positive learning environment versus we saw kind of the old way it's Dave's team and Joe's team and Jim's team and they're all doing different things and they're almost competitive with each other and they if they find something a good a good useful thing they don't want the other team to find out about it because it's an advantage for them versus us working together sharing together and helping grow all the kids together at that age group uh, not you know not knowing where they're going to take their long term path yeah and I think we've just seen that just this past weekend we had the tournament and some of our teams played each other yeah and I think we saw the the culture and how great the parents and the kids all interacted together. There was a midget, a midget game at Citizens Bank Arena, home of the Ontario Reign, where all you know they played a hard physical game at midget hockey. But there was uh, you know a lot of smiling, a lot. Of, all the parents were out there enjoying each other. And then at the eight and under level, there was mites playing in a competitive tournament, yeah. uh, but all getting along great, having fun, playing hard, play, showing class, playing a clean game, and showing a lot of respect to each other. And it just shows you that this model can work and how good it can be when it's done properly. And I think that's the exciting thing that we're at the tip of the iceberg of, of how this programming works. And it just shows you that these different tools really pay off for the, the, the betterment of the experience for the kids and the families. And that's really why we're here and that's our purpose is to provide the best experience we can. And it shows that it takes time to develop this, right? But if, it's, if you do the right things, it will pay off. Right. So why don't you dig into a little bit more some of the, the, the lessons, some of the lessons plans that we that we do with the kids? Sure. Yeah. So uh, I, I guess I want to hit the other categories of talking about the mindset because I think that's a really great one. And that's kind of on the forefront right now of a lot of personal development talk out there is how powerful the mind is and how much uh, science behind is out there with the brain and, and mm -hmm. the brain science behind of we're, we're still tapping into that is getting to understand the difference between fixed and growth mindsets. I think that's something as a young uh, player and a young coach, I wish I kind of knew more about because I think it's really the basis for all um, experiences for kids on how they handle adversity, uh, whether it's on the ice or in the classroom or at home is, you know, you know, and in their life is, do you, you know, do you have a fixed mindset? Do you have a growth mindset? You know, what are the differences? Do I understand what that even means? And I think that's that's one of my favorite categories because you can really see kids once they get the mindset thing 
how they look at things completely different, right? When they say they lose a hockey game, uh, you know, it's not the end of the world for them. They understand, they have a little perspective on, hey, you know, I played good or maybe I need to improve on this, but I know, you know, sun will come up tomorrow. I'm gonna keep working because I know I can grow my skills to become a better player. And if I keep at it, um, I'll, I'll, I'll reach that, that goal I have. So I think that's a good one. Good, so just we'd say hi to uh, Kat and Rick who joined us. Rick says, uh, sounds like the coaching method helps kids in their formal education as well. I understand, <laughs> so absolutely. So Paul, so, lesson, so the lesson number one was the team building. Yeah. We talked a little bit about that. Lesson number two is the mindset yeah. work. Um, and you talked, you alluded to a little bit of that. Why don't, why don't you talk some, some a little bit specifically about so we chose the team building to get everyone to get to know each other yeah. and develop that positive culture of support. Yeah. And then the, the first kind of real educational piece is the mindset because because like you said, it's really a, a foundation for everything. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that comes, you know, comes from the famous book, uh, Carol Dweck's mindset book. Yeah. Uh, uh, talk a little bit about some of the specifics of what we're what, talking to the kids about and some, some of the tools that we're using in that, in that class. Yeah, well, it's interesting because we, and, and it's the, the first thing to understand is that it's not just you teach this it's learned and that's over, right? And you're, you're fixed kind of yeah. thing, right? It, it's a constant daily working, right? And I think it's really critical, uh, the growth versus fixed mindset, understanding that your skills and your intelligence can be improved if you work at it. And I so think- that's the growth. So that's a growth, mi that's a, that's, that's a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. And for a fixed mindset is that you believe that your skills and intelligence are at a fixed state and they cannot be improved. Mm -hmm. Right? And so you're either born with it or you're not. And I think that's, we've talked about this before about hockey sense, right? That was the big thing where people even five, 10 years ago thought like, well, he either gets it or he doesn't. He, and we understand now that, well, with the growth mindset and the right type of training, a lot of smaller games and stuff, you can develop hockey sense, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that was something that um, just, you know, wasn't at the right, you know, they just, we just didn't understand. Mm -hmm. So we just labeled it as, well, we don't, he doesn't get it, right? And, and really, the science says and the research shows that, you know, with the growth mindset, you can develop that. So I think that's the first one. And it really shows you that when kids make mistakes, how they deal with a mistake. I think that's the one I see a lot and I still still challenges. I know for my personal life growing up, uh, I dealt with that stuff too. I also had being a tennis player as well, where you're, you're, it's not a team game. So you're really isolated as a one, a one person athlete on the court by yourself. That was really exposed me to it. And I had to go through a lot of mental training to develop a, a good mindset. Um, so you see that when a kid makes a mistake, he comes off, you know, comes off the ice or he's on, you know, lines up the face off. First thing he does after he makes a mistake, you know, how does he handle it, right? You'll see some of the some of the challenges with kids is you'll see right away head down, right? Next one you'll see they'll bang their stick. Uh, third, uh, another one you see a lot is they they're coming right for the bench, like they they're they're out, like they they gotta change, like because. They're conditioned, right? That's kind of what they've always been. You make a mistake, you're embarrassed, you're out of there. Like you get off, uh, you know, and then how kids handle it uh, and how parents handle it, right? How we talk to the kids, how the coaches handle it is really critical. And there can be some real damage done if it's done the wrong way. You know, a kid makes a mistake, pull them off the ice right away, tell them, uh, you know, that was a terrible play, you stink, you need to take a sit down, decide if you really want to play hockey or not. Like, yeah. and, and I'm, Scary thing is that's that happening, yeah. and that happens, right? Or how about this? Kid makes a mistake, a teammate comes up to him, taps him on the shin pad, says, "Hey, no problem, let's get it back." That's number one, right? If you're, if we can get our teammates doing that, and that's that's flushing the mistake rates, that mistake ritual, and then plays his shift, 
uh, comes off, coach says, hey, no problem, let's get it back, or whatever the case may be, hey, or do you see what happened there, or what do you think happened out there? You just some of that guided discovery, or maybe it's, maybe it's not saying anything. And I think that's sometimes a misconception with coaching, mm -hmm. is that coaching it doesn't have, is not telling. Yeah. And I think we see that all too, too often where, and we talked before, where coaches are screaming and yelling and instructing, you know, got the joystick out, controlling players, telling them what to do all the time. You know, there's numerous reasons why that's not helpful and, and, and not um, healthy, right? It's, it's controlling the player. No, the player has no ownership. They can't make decisions on their own. And then think about that when you make mistakes, right? You know, a kid comes off, he's made a mistake, and I tell him, hey, Jimmy, that was an awful play, bad mistake, take a seat. <laughs> you know what I mean? First of all, you shouldn't talk to a kid like that, right? We get it, you know, emotions get high, we get excited, but 99 out of 100 times, especially at a certain age, kids know there was a mistake made. Mm -hmm. I think that's number one. Sure, when they're younger, they may not know, and, and you may not even, they, the mistakes already happened, so at a younger age, you're already too late. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not even worth talking about. It's, hey, let's go, let's have fun, let's work hard. You know, it's that kind of positive re, uh, encouragement. But, uh, you know, there's a certain age group, I think 11, 12, when they start to really understand they've made a mistake, is, well, how are you gonna interact with the kid after that? And I think if it's done poorly, it can really damage a kid. And that's when you see at that, you know, they, they go through that, imagine they go through that two, three, four, five years of, of detrimental coaching. Uh, you know, that's when we start to lose athletes. Couple of comments there, Paul, and then I want to sure. just connect the, the mistakes part with fixing growth mindset a little sure. bit for people. A couple of things come to mind from what you say. Number one, coaching is not, you, you mentioned this, it's not imposing my will onto somebody as a coach and making them into something. True coaching is bringing out from within their strengths and talents so they can become something maybe bigger than they believe for themselves to achieve for themselves because they've, they've done it, not because we can't do it for them anyways long, long term. I can maybe yell and control something in a, in a moment on the ice, but I can't make that kid a great hockey player. Only they can make the kid a great yeah. hockey player or a great person. They can make that decision. So true coaching directs them in a way that they can do that for themselves and they get the credit. We don't get the credit for a kid becoming great. It's not because we did something. We maybe just helped them do it, see it for themselves. Uh, the, second, the second point, is um, I just want to talk, connect with the, the, the mistakes. Uh, oh, one more important point. <laughs> this is what I forgot. You, I think we all have to have the belief and the understanding that every kid wants to do well. Every kid is doing the best they can with what, what they have. And that may be the skills that they have right now, the experience that they have, the size and strength that they have, or even the mindset that they have in the moment. If they're not feeling good about themselves, maybe they're not working as hard as possible, maybe because they're not confident, maybe because they feel bad, or maybe they had a bad day or they didn't sleep or whatever it is. But we gotta come from the standpoint of every kid wants to do well and wants to do the best they can. And if we come from that, that vantage point, now we're trying to see how we can help them get there versus blaming them for, for something that they're, they're not doing, even if it's us wanting them to do well. Um, you started talking about um, mistakes and how that relates and response mistakes, how that relates to fixed mindset. So you mentioned about fixed mindset believing, again, coming back to a fixed mindset says you either you're good or you're not. So I'm, a, I'm just a bad hockey player. I can never get good. I'm a, I'm a bad skater. I can never be a good skater. And I'm a good stick handler, but I'm not a good skater. Versus someone who thinks that they can improve these skills. Understanding what skills are, that they're not something we're born with, and that we can improve them if we work at it, if we work hard at it. Um, so if you make a mistake and you have a fixed mindset, I'm just a bad player or I'm just a bad passer, 
and I made that mistake, that's not a reflection on you because that's something you can't change. Now you're embarrassed. You did this. You can't do anything about it. And now you're embarrassed. You want to get off. You want to not be seen versus someone who makes a mistake but knows that they can do better next time or they can learn from that mistake. Think about the differences and how they might respond. Yeah, and I, I think it's that negative self-talk, right? I always do that. I think if you start to say always, you yeah. catch yourself, right? I, I just, I, I, I go back to when I was a tennis player and a young kid and making mistakes every, you know, you either hit the, you know, you either win the point or lose the point in yeah. tennis, right? So there's a lot, like you can really see the mistakes there, right? Hockey is so fast moving, there's a million mistakes all the time, right? But if you have that negative self-talk saying that I always do this, then that, that comes down to where you know, you will start to always do that, yeah. right? It's the power of the mind. It's, 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 it's crazy how powerful it really is, right? If you believe in yourself, if you work hard, um, you can reach your genetic potential. Everyone's genetic potential is a little bit different, I think, right? Mm -hmm. um, but knowing that is really critical and that can really turn from a, you know, a, a average player to an elite player mm -hmm. just by understanding some of that and putting in the time and the effort and having that ownership, right? So that self-talk, of you know taking a math test and like oh I'm a bad I'm bad at math I always fail I always mm -hmm. just I don't I hate it I had it you know all this the bad attitude bad talk complaining all this stuff it snowballs right into the fact that yeah that's exactly you know you are what you say you are yeah. right and, and if, you, if it's the other way it's like oh I love a challenge this is great um, you know oh this is really hard but I want to take it on you know these it's totally different right and it's talking about and Carol Dweck and, and some of her research talks about praise versus effort, right? And how you talk to kids. And I think that's really critical, right? Is if you tell kids that, oh, you're, you're so smart, right? You're the best hockey player. You're, you're so fast. And you talk about the outcome versus the actual process. And you talk about, oh, you're such a hard worker. You know, you, you, you always seem to step up and work so hard. Uh, so those are different way. And that's where we have to be careful that we focus on the process always. And I think it's, so easy when there's a big scoreboard out there mm -hmm. and we're in a we're wearing these pro jerseys and we're at this nice rink and there's these trophies and there's this tournament and all that stuff right and we're worried just about outcome 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 and really you know a couple years down the road or or in a couple weeks a couple days the kids aren't going to remember the outcome of that score depending on their age right um but we got to make sure we focus on that process of the learning and the growing and if we continue to focus on that process, focus on that process, you know, the, the success will come and the growth will come. And I think that's really important to understand. And you just, you just touched on it. Um, we talked at the start about a fixed mindset limiting you. So, you know, for example, if a kid thinks, if you think that you're not a good player, guess what? You're right, right? <laughs> if you think you're not a good skater, you're going to be right because you, you think you can't get better at it. You're not going to work at it. Then you're going you're, you're, you're to be that self-fulfilling prophecy. So we talked about the dangers of that the fixed mindset in a negative way, yeah. but you just touched on there's actually dangers of a fixed mindset in a positive way too. So for example, I wanna start talking about maybe some of the actionable things parents and coaches can do to help develop this growth mindset. And it's even in the positive things, you're well-intentioned things. Oh, you're so good. You're just such a good player. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of research out there that shows that some of the top players at the youngest ages end up not never being, very rarely being the top players when it counts at older ages. And some of that may be that, the, that they were maybe 
early matures, they got bigger and stronger faster, and they had some advantages early on, and other kids caught up. But a lot of it comes down to the psychology of it, that when they were young, they were told so often how natural the gifts they have, and how good they are, and they didn't think that they had to work at it, now they thought that they're some great thing. And another kid who, who wasn't as good, but was striving and working hard all the time, far surpassed those kids and developed those, those habits of that growth mindset, trying to get better all the time, versus someone who thinks that they just naturally had it. Yeah, it's, it's the, the story of the eighth place trophy, right? Does every kid deserve a, a trophy if they finish eighth place out of eight teams or something yeah. like that, right? And there's, there's a lot of science behind how that actually devalues uh, what winning means and how to, hard, how to work hard, right? And, and what success is and how you attain it. And that's, we talked a lot about this before, is about that grit, mm -hmm. right? And if we, if we don't focus on the grit and, you know, kids that are, you know, given everything and told how great they are, well, they'll start to believe that and they'll, they'll think that they're talented. And some kids, you know, of course, all kids are talented in certain ways, but if you don't work at it, you're only talented for a certain amount of time yeah. and you start to believe in your own press clippings, right? Yeah. Where you, oh, I, I've, I've always been the best. And now, once kids start to catch up, you, you, you don't even know you, you can't deal with it and then you end up quitting, right? Because it just gets too hard, right? But it's those, you know, in life, and in hockey and in sports, it's those people that continue at it, work through it, have adversity, uh, develop that grit, you know, have failures, then they start to succeed and say, it's just like that in business, right? All these big, huge companies that become successful, well, they started by failing, 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 finding the right formula, and then reworking it, keep at working and find the right people, and then developing into something that they could, you know, hang their hats on that was really a strong program. And so it's, just, it's the same thing, right? You're dealing with, uh, we have to remember we're dealing with young kids and we want to make sure that they have the right positive environment and uh, we got to make sure we give them the right tools and we have to talk to them the right way and I think that's important. That's something that we still are working through and developing. I think that's important for families to understand that too, that as emotional, exciting hockey is, um, having the perspective that it is hockey mm -hmm. and we are so lucky to be part of it and it is a game and it is supposed to be fun. And it has to be fun for the kids to continue on. Um, you don't want you don't want to look back, myself included. We don't want to look back in ten years and say, "Man, I would I wish I would have laid off my son a little bit after some of the some of the games." And he probably we would be you know out in the driveway shooting uh, pucks together right now or something yeah. like that, right? Where it's too late now. So let's you know enjoy the moment, be present, right? Perspective on the bigger picture of what the sports are for. Talk about some of the tools. Uh, just to, to wrap up here in the curriculum that parents can go and look at themselves sure. and they can use some of this stuff yeah. at home as well. Like we're gonna do it with kids, but they can use it at home. So some of the tools that are within the curriculum for yeah. them to use? Yeah, so for, we'll, we'll stick with the mindset right now because there's some great ones in that. There's uh, what is called the mindset checkup and that's actually from trainugly.com. And there's a series of questions that you score yourself and you kind of see, you know, are you, do you have a fixed mindset? Do you have a growth mindset? Kind of where you're at with that. We've done with that with the kids before. There's some great free videos about how, how people learn. Uh, there's great videos about praise versus effort from, from Carol Dweck, um, so it understands how you're talking with kids. Um, there's also a great one called the Mental Toughness Card, and this is from Dr. James Lohr, who's a uh, world-renowned sports psychologist that worked with some of the top athletes in the world, Mike Richter, Andre Agassi, uh, just to name a few. And this is like 10, 12 points on different topics on really just understanding of what a high-performance athlete is and that mental toughness, that inner strength. Uh, and how important that is for kids to develop and, and adults to develop too. Great. So, okay, so action steps.
for parents <laughs> out there that want to help their kid, uh, whether you're in our program or not, uh, with, with their mindset, um, go into the curriculum, uh, the experience lesson number two on mindset. Um, go ahead and have your child do the mindset checkup uh, to see, see where they're at. Definitely watch the video on praise. Uh, praise, uh, so how to talk to the kids about their skills and how they're doing things in a way that encourages the growth mindset so it can help you with your language with the kids. And uh, download the mental toughness yeah. uh, card that you can use with your child. Um, in any sport. In any sport. Anything. They play other sports and things too. Uh, they, the, they can use it. Uh, I coached Team Canada Men's uh, World Championship team. Paul was a player on that. We used that at that level. We, we, some of the athletes would, would have it printed out and put it in their bag. And they, you know, when they're getting ready before a game, read it over. It's a short, short checklist just to get your mind in the right uh, toughness before a game. So yeah. uh, mindset checkup. Video on praise, language for the kids, and the mental toughness card. Those are three great action steps. There's some other good videos and things in there as well you can use. But those those three right away, if you if you, if you did those things with your kids on a regular basis, uh, big big difference. Great, great. We do have a, a winner to announce yes. from uh, from our uh, activity tracker challenge. So Paul, go ahead with that, and then I think we'll wrap up the show. Yeah. So great. Uh, that was a great exercise and experience. I had a lot of people send in. Uh, tracking of practices and games too, which is also great. Just explain a little bit what it was again. Yeah, so what it was, uh, USA Hockey has the app where you can track your your player on how much activity they have during the practice or game, how much they're skating, how much they're handling the puck, how many shots, how many shots they take, how many passes they make, how many passes they receive, how much feedback from the coaches. Um, you know, so a really great tool to see kind of. What you're, what the value of what you're getting during the during the practices, and also a neat thing to do and compare it with games. Uh, so we got a lot of feedback on that, and a lot of good numbers. And I'm still uh, kind of putting that all together to get some some hard facts on that for people just just to see the differences. Um, but the winner is uh, Jenny Norris, okay. out, of, team? Uh, out of PWA Carlsbad team. Okay. Uh, so she did a lot of practices, but did also a lot of games, which was neat to see the contrast. Uh, so she's the winner. Uh, we'll be, I'll be uh, hand delivering uh, a special gift to her uh, hopefully this week and uh, We'll continue on some of these special contests in the future. Okay, congratulations Jenny And thank you for all that sent in the, your activity trackers to, to Paul We'll have some more challenges and things coming in the future uh, as always Thank you very much for watching episode number 11 on inside the junior rain building a bigger youth sports experience and uh, Please give us a like, a hello, how are you doing in the comments, whether you're watching live or in the replay. And if you like what you hear, we really appreciate you sharing the show uh, on your feed. Thank you very much, everyone. And we'll see you next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific.